Oki, Daranastara, Ambawastich, Tanse. Greetings to all of you in the mother languages of the Indigenous peoples who stewarded this land at the confluence of the Bow and Elbow Rivers for generations before we all came to settle here. On April 25th of this year, we made an announcement that agreements in principle had been reached between four partners to build out Calgary's culture and entertainment district, which included an event center, supporting infrastructure, and a community rink. We promised Calgarians that we would provide a public update as soon as definitive agreements, or more casually known as formal agreements, were signed by all parties. Today, we're here to provide that update. Final agreements have now been signed between the City of Calgary, the Government of Alberta, Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation, and Calgary Stampede. This project is moving forward. At this critical moment when we are seeing explosive population growth and increasing private sector investment and interest in our city, the confirmation that the Event Centre project is proceeding to design and construction phases will generate strong investor confidence in our culture and entertainment district. This project will create better public gathering spaces, improved transportation networks, a downtown community rink, and an arena to drive events that spur hosting and tourism opportunities, along with creation of jobs in construction, retail, and entertainment sectors. When the City of Calgary made the bold move in 2007 to bring East Village and the Rivers District back to life, we put $400 million toward infrastructure investments over time to ensure that private sector partners would see an opportunity to partner in this important revitalization project. Since then, we have attracted nearly $3 billion of planned development to date. Today's announcement will further build market confidence as we continue to complete the vision of the Rivers District, and we're fortunate that our placemaking experts at the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation will be participating to ensure that the public experience in the culture and entertainment district is one that is both welcoming and, and inclusive for all Calgarians and visitors. It's important for a city like ours to invest in itself in two ways. First, as a local government, we must focus on the well-being of Calgarians and invest in priorities like strong, affordable housing initiatives and public transit networks. We have demonstrated our commitment to Calgarians' quality of life through housing and transit implementation plans that are backed by approved funding. Second, we must facilitate economic growth that drives private sector investment as well as job creation. Today's announcement achieves that goal, and it furthers our ability to develop healthy and sustainable revenue streams that allow us to then serve the public now and well into the future. It's now my pleasure to introduce our partner in ensuring that Calgarians whom we serve together are benefiting from government investments. I'll invite the Premier of Alberta, the Honourable Danielle Smith, to bring remarks on behalf of the Government of Alberta. Premier. Thanks so much for the introduction, Mayor Gondek, and I'm pleased to be joined here today with uh, Devin Dreeshen, our Minister of Transportation and Economic Corridors, who I, uh, I, I said this is really more of a transportation project for us, and he has, he'll explain a little bit more about the lion's share of the provincial commitment. Also, Rick McIver, Minister of Municipal Affairs, who just did a tremendous job helping to bring the parties back to the table and getting, I think, an agreement that's going to be amazing for Calgary, as well as we have our Minister of Tourism and Sport here, uh, Joseph Scow, as well as Minister of Arts, Culture, and Status of Women, Tanya Fur, and a few of our, uh, of our our Calgary area MLAs, we've got Miles McDougall, Eric Bouchard, we have uh, Peter Singh, 
And I'm not sure if I'm missing anyone, but I'm delighted to see also other counselors here, Terry Wong, uh, Andre Chabot, and of course, Sonny Sharp, who's also done just an amazing job on bringing this to the finish line. Uh, in addition, this uh, I'm just delighted to be here to talk about the new Rivers District and Calgary Event Center. So I want to thank the City of Calgary, Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation, and the Calgary Stampede for their partnership in this historic revitalization project. In April, we came together to announce a memorandum of understanding that would see Alberta's government support the project with a major infrastructure investment of up to $330 million. And today, together again, we've reached a milestone that will bring us ever closer to beginning that exciting work and creating a Calgary legacy that will live on for generations. Alberta's investment in the revitalization of the Rivers District will support public amenities and infrastructure in the district, and that includes a new community rink, improvements to public spaces, and importantly, connections to the entertainment district. Of course, any investment in infrastructure is much more than the dollar figure attached to a project. It's more than a building and it's more than a road. It's an investment in making Alberta the best place to live and work and raise a family. It's the vibrancy of people strolling the Rivers District as they make their way to see a play or watch a concert or enjoy a meal at a venue right in their neighbourhood. Is the pride that comes from living and working in a world-class city with a downtown core that is on par with every other major city in the world. And is the excitement that comes with calling home a destination that tourists place on the top of their bucket list. We share these feelings with Calgarians and our investment builds on them because Calgary is a great city, but it can be even better. This revitalization project builds on a momentum that's steadily picking up steam. Energy and excitement are growing as Calgarians anticipate everything the renewed Rivers District and the new arena will bring to the city. And that includes jobs and business opportunities and economic benefits. And not just for the downtown core, but for the city of Calgary and for the province. It'll also bring a shot of energy to Calgary's culture and entertainment scene, along with a newfound pride in a city that already holds so many reasons to be proud. Thank you, and I'll turn it over to the next speaker. Well, thank you so much, Premier and Mayor Gondekt and elected officials and my good friend Mike Ellis, a public safety minister here in the province, it's my pleasure to be here in downtown Calgary for this exciting announcement. As Premier Smith mentioned, Alberta's government is pleased to play a role in helping to revitalize the downtown Calgary area with this important construction project. And today I am pleased to share that the grant agreement between Alberta's government and the City of Calgary has been signed and executed. Now, Alberta's provincial government will fund $330 million to support infrastructure improvements that are vital to the development of the new Calgary Rivers District and Events Centre. And as was the case in Edmonton with the ICE District, no provincial tax dollars will go towards the building of a new arena. Instead, up to $300 million will be used to support land purchases, a sea train connection, road and bridge construction surrounding the event Centre, as well as the demolition of the Saddle Dome. Now, the demolition of the Saddle Dome will be a tough day for Albertans. It's an iconic building. It's seen by visitors flying into Calgary for the first time, and it is a reassuring sight for families flying home to Calgary. And it proudly highlights our Western heritage here in Alberta and has hosted so many memorable events. And for me personally, it was where I watched my first NHL game. And as an Oilers fan, I did stand out in the sea of red, <laughs> But I'll never forget watching the first Battle of Alberta in person, live for the first time. 
But Alberta's government is, uh, with addition to this $300 million, will also cover up to $30 million, or 50%, of a new public community rink in this district. Alberta's government recognized the importance of being a key funding partner to help make this ambitious development possible. So with a total project cost of $1.22 billion, our investment will cover 27% of the total costs. And the City of Calgary will contribute $537 million, and the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation will contribute $356 million. And once complete, the River District is expected to create 1,500 permanent jobs, welcome 8,000 new residents to Calgary, and 3 million annual visitors to the city. And all of this means more economic growth and more jobs here in Alberta. So I'd like to thank again the City of Calgary, the Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation, and the Calgary Stampede for this vision and to move this major development forward. Once complete, Calgary will have the infrastructure it needs to support a world-class event centre and a vibrant downtown. And with that, happy to turn things back to Mayor Gondek. Well, thank you, Premier Smith, Minister Drushan, and Mayor Gondek. This is truly an exciting day, and that's been a long time in the making. We're happy to have partners who all share a belief in the incredible potential that the Event Centre Block has for Calgary. Each partner has an important role to play in where we are today. Today, we have reached our most significant milestone to date towards realizing that potential. The City of Calgary and our partners for the projects of the Event Centre Block have concluded our final agreements. We are fully committed to getting the design and construction underway. To support this project, the city concluded a request for proposal and has appointed CAA ICON as development manager for the project. Dialogue in partnership with the international firm HOK will be continuing as prime design consultants for the event center with Canna Construction teamed with Mortensen bringing their expertise as construction manager. We have an extremely capable and experienced team to help us deliver this important community infrastructure. The completion of the event center block will bring benefits for all Calgarians and fulfill two big pillars of the downtown strategy. One, encourage more people to live, work, learn downtown. And two, to encourage more people, visitors, and Calgarians alike to experience downtown for leisure, attractions, and events. That's what you need for a, thi a thriving and, and vibrant downtown, and the event center is pivotal to the strategy. This isn't just a hockey arena. It's downtown's only community rink and a hub of culture and entertainment that will bring business, art, and people together. It will also bring significant new mobility and street access improvements that will be essential to supporting the new businesses, residents, and visitors that this project will attract. In a time when affordability is top of mind for many Calgarians, this is an important investment in our local economy, our downtown recovery, and our future. It will create over 4,700 full-time jobs during the construction phase, with an additional 1,500 permanent jobs when the project is complete. We also estimate there will be over 8,000 new residents in this district with 4 million square feet of mixed-use development, providing much-needed housing as our population booms. 
Thank you to Premier Smith, Minister Deshaun, Minister McIver, and the Government of Alberta for the investment you announced today. I am thrilled that the province shares our commitment to ensuring that the Event Centre Block benefits everyone in this city and Alberta, and your contribution will help ensure it will. Realizing the Event Centre Block would not have been possible without Calgary Sports and Entertainment Corporation and the Calgary Stampede. Thank you for your continued support and contribution. This growth is monumental. So what's next? The signed agreements give us the green light to begin design and construction. The city will be working with the development manager to finalize details and prepare for a design and permit applications. And we expect that construction will begin in 2024. In the coming months, Calgarians can expect more public activity related to the event center block. And weather permitting, work will begin to upgrade the underground utilities and ensure that the area is ready for construction of the event center block and surrounding amenities. As chair, I previously committed that we would be as transparent as possible throughout this project. The city will continue to share details on calgary.ca, including the signed business agreements, and you, expect, you can expect to see those posted in the coming weeks. The event center committee will also continue. We will provide continued transparency and oversight as this work progresses. Good governance will be essential to the success of this project. A final thank you, and this is a big thank you, and I try not to get emotional. The Calgary, City of Calgary's project team and consultants who have worked tirelessly over the last several months to get us to this point. Your speed and efficiency has been no, nothing short of incredible, and it does not go unnoticed. So thank you. With that, I will close it off and open questions from the media. Thank you. All right. Uh, for our media members, there are two microphones in the back here. If you want to grab one or the other, we'll alternate questions. We are one question and one follow. And if you could please make your questions pertinent to the news of the day. Thank you very much. Off we go. Who do we have? Mr. Strasser, you're up first. Hello. Um, my question is about the demolition of the Saddle Dome. Considering the Flames will have to obviously have somewhere to play until the new arena is built, what uh, is the expected timeline for the uh, demolition of that facility? So that will be obviously the last uh, piece of this puzzle. Uh, we have to obviously build the first arena. The, the hope would be by 2026-27, the, the new arena will be built. The Flames would then be able to move into the new arena. And then the very final piece of this project would be the, the demolition of, of the Saddle Dome. Darren? Uh, just curious, uh, we don't have the definitive agreements, but has anything changed? Can we expect any changes or any new things opposed to what we saw when it was first announced in April? Thanks for the question. Um, the signed agreements, um, it just really solidifies the commitments made by the principal agreements shared in April. And since April, all parties have been working diligently towards the final agreements. There's been a lot of work with the lawyers from all parties. Um, and that uh, will be, I, I think that we've been told within probably the next couple of weeks that everything, couple, few weeks, 
we'll say a few weeks, couple of my world, few weeks in the city, in, in city world, um, will be up on the website. Um, but not much has changed. There's like, you can, you'll be able to see them. Everything's there. And, uh, really it was about doing due diligence those last couple of months. Just a quick follow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Small detail. Originally, it was announced as 1.2 billion. Now it's 1.22. Is that inflationary? Is that just a rounding error that was before? Uh, any explanation? I'm, I'm not going to say anything was a rounding error because my C- our CFO might get mad at me. Um, but it's the same thing. 1.2 is the total. We've we've been breaking it out though into what is the 800 and what's the 300. Um, you know, everyone likes to lump it all together, but I would really implore people to go to the website and look at the breakdown of costs of every single project because every single project has a role to play in the bigger picture. Scott Dipple, CBC. Just a reminder for the media folks, there is another microphone over here. Uh, for construction to start in 2024, just wearing, it's a bigger project than the previous uh, development permit project. Um, so is there going to be a new development permit or will it need to be amended? Just trying to figure out how the construction can start in 2024, given the city's processes. Well, city processes are the best in the country. I'll start with that. Um, and uh, what I'll say is uh, most likely it will be a new development permit. The, the scope of the, this project has changed since the last one. Um, so if there's a new development permit, I don't want people to be like, you never said it was going to be new development permits to revision. Revisions are totally different. Uh, the development permit process will be, under, will be going under um, review when the designers are ready. All right. And uh, a question about the, the city's financing. How will the city be paying for its portion of the project the $537 million exceeds what's in the major projects reserve fund. How do you start an $800 million building with either the $380 million in the major projects or the $537 million? How do you start? I'm going to ask uh, GM Thompson to come and just kind of be able to articulate that more technically for you. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Michael Thompson, General Manager of Infrastructure Services with the City of Calgary. And so we're really excited to be here today for this announcement. Uh, The funding for the project is from reserves and working capital, and the city will be uh, repaid a $17 million lease over the next 35 years, which escalates uh, at 1%. And so over the term of the 35 years, the city will receive almost $750 million back in lease payments. Thank you. Welcome back. Mr. McVicker. Uh, just a quick question for the province about uh, the $330 million. I heard up to at this point. I know, you know, projects across the country, around the world have been experiencing, you know, inflationary pressures. Um, I'm curious, what's the plan if, uh, if we start to see some of these inflationary pressures uh, on the provincial end of the uh, project? So with, with the agreement, that is the, the max, the ceiling that the province will commit. The, the $300 million for the transportation-related projects, the $30 million for the arena. If there are any cost overruns in either of those two projects, that will be assumed by the city. And what's the kind of the first step here? Obviously, you know, when shovels go in the ground, we're thinking, what, 2024 for construction. But will there be some pre-planning work? What will that start to look like? What can Calgarians expect on that site in the coming you know, months? Thanks for the question. So we're really excited to be moving forward uh, today uh, with the project. First steps, uh, we'll start design and planning for the site. And so that will happen in earnest right now. uh, And we're excited for the announcement of our design team. 
Uh, in addition to that, we will start with utility relocations. Uh, there's existing utilities underneath uh, 5th Street. We have to relocate those uh, to start the construction of the main site. And so that will happen uh, hopefully in the coming weeks or months ahead. Uh, 2024 is going to be a big year uh, for the Rivers District. We're really excited about the opening of the new convention centre of the new transit station at Victoria Park and 17th Avenue coming into Stampede Park. Uh, coupled with the construction of the new event centre, it's just fabulous for the district and for the area. All right, next, if you could identify yourself and your outlet and who your question is for. Uh, Ryan Pike from uh, The Nation Network. Um, I don't know who'd be able to answer these, so for whoever feels uh, eager to answer them, um, I guess the, the two questions that I get most from people about the project are, when can we see renderings and when will it be open? Obviously, we're pretty early in the process, but uh, do we have sort of ballpark estimates for when renderings be available or when building handover would be? I think I might stop walking back and forth. Um, <laughs> so uh, we will start the design process right now. Uh, we don't have a timeline for when renderings are, uh, will be available or what the building will look like. Um, we are excited that it's not just an event centre. It includes uh, Calgary's only downtown community rink, which will seat up to 1,000 people. It will include the outdoor plazas, indoor plazas, and the... Uh, and the public gathering places. So really excited. Uh, we don't have a timeline for when you'll, you'll see a detailed renderings. We're going to work as quickly as we can, and that's evident by starting utility cr construction uh, and relocation uh, right away. Uh, we don't have a defined uh, timeline for when it will open yet. Uh, we are pushing forward for an aggressive um, schedule. Obviously, in an inflationary market, if you can get things built faster, you'll save money, and that's our goal. Thank you. Colette? Colette Doris from the Canadian Press. Uh, we had previously heard from a city official that this agreement would come with a 30-year commitment from the Flames to stay in the city. I, I think maybe Mayor Gondek or Councillor Sharp could answer if that's indeed the case. Hi, and thanks for the question. That is indeed something that is in the agreements. It's a 35-year commitment. And how important is that for the city? I think it's important for Calgarians to be able to uh, root for their home team, knowing that they're going to be sticking around. I think it's important for the deal. Um, it's good news all around. This is um, a project that we're all very committed to, and to have that 35 years in the contract is great news. Thanks. Uh, Aaron Collins with CBC National News. This is a non-arena related question. Apologies. Um, Calgary Catholic School District has a policy on the books this fall for the first time that requires school staff to call students by the names and the pronouns that their parents prefer, uh, even when a student disagrees. So uh, the premier, you, this is for the premier. You've um, described yourself as an LGBTQ ally. Wondering if you agree with this policy and if the mayor would like to weigh in on whether she agrees, that'd be great. Well, I always approach these issues by looking at it through the perspective of the child. And we've been having discussions in our caucus and discussions uh, across uh, watching what's happening across the country. And I would say from the perspective of the health of the child, it's important that all the adults in their life support them. And we would love to get to a point where everybody is included in a decision that a child makes. We are watching with interest to see how that unfolds. Uh, we don't have policy established on it yet, but we are having having those discussions. These are really 
very complicated family matters, um, very personal decisions, and it's been my hope from the beginning that we wouldn't uh, politicize this. I I think that we have to always be mindful as we have these conversations that there are young people who are really struggling with gender identity, um, they're struggling with puberty, struggling with um, how they fit in, and I think we should... It's incumbent upon us as adults to make sure that uh, we keep a, a safe, supportive environment for kids. So that's what we've been trying to do, trying to be very cautious that we, we, we maintain that kind of environment here, and we're watching it with great interest. So although I'm not able to make decisions on behalf of students, I'm not part of a school board, I'm a municipally elected official, so... I really don't have the ability to weigh in on the policy making, but I am also a human being that has a lot of compassion for other human beings. I'm a parent. There are many things that my child and I talk about. There are many things that don't get disclosed to me because they're kids. And sometimes they need to be kids. And all of us that grew up in the 60s and 70s, we would leave the house in the morning. We'd come back when someone screamed at us to get home from dinner, to get home to dinner. There were many things we didn't tell our parents. They weren't nefarious things. They were things that let us be kids. So I would just like to say to all the adults in the room, let your kids be themselves, their complete selves. And to the policymakers, make sure you're thinking about the people that you're making these policies for and you're looking out for the mental health and well-being of children while you're doing it. Thanks for that. Just a quick follow-up then. So Premier Mo next door in Saskatchewan has said he's going to use the notwithstanding clause to essentially support provincial legislation that says similar things to this uh, separate school board uh, policy. I'm just curious for the Premier, um, what do you think about Premier Mo's decision to do that and would you support similar legislation provincially if it was supported by the grassroots of your party? As I said, we haven't made a decision as a caucus. We're still watching to see what policies are in place um, in other parts of the country. I, I do think, though, that um, we, we have to understand that the children can't be in a position where they're forced to have two identities, one at home and one at school. And so I think it's upon uh, incumbent upon all of us to find an, an avenue where we can support a child as they're making these decisions. Because I, I think if we're concerned about the mental health and wellness of a child, making sure that they're not being torn in two directions has got to be the direction that, that we support as a government. Um, I, I'll wait and see how the legal process plays out in Saskatchewan, but at the moment we haven't made any decisions to legislate here. Thanks. All right. Sorry, folks. We have run out of time for the Q&A. Any questions you have to follow up, please uh, send them to uh, the province or the city of Calgary, and we'll do our best to get you the answers. Thank you, folks.